0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises off.
1: LinkedIn News.
0: Hiring slows down a bit during the summer months before picking up again in the fall. So, what can you do this summer to set yourself up for success once September rolls around? We're talking all about it on today's episode. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn Senior Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home and everywhere in between. Okay, so the world of hiring has its ups and downs throughout the year, like anything else. Generally, hiring slows down during the summer as people take vacations and some companies figure out their next fiscal year. Hiring is still happening. The process in some industries just moves at a more relaxed pace. A leisurely summer is a great time to prepare for a move later in the year when the speed of hiring ramps back up. So what can you do now to be ready for later in the year? Well, May Bush is going to tell us all about it. She is a sought-after executive coach, speaker, advisor, and author of Accelerate, nine capabilities to achieve success at any career stage. May stopped by our studio to offer her top tips on getting ready for a change.
1: So in laying the groundwork, there are three main things that I think are important. One is because summer's mid-year, it's really helpful to do a mini mid-year review for yourself. So this is just a look back. What kind of things did you accomplish? Where are you relative to the goals you had set if you had set some goals? And one nice way to do it is the went well, do differently. So what things went really well? What things would you want to do differently? in the second quarter, which then brings us to the second piece, which is looking forward for the rest of the year. And if you want to look longer term for the next 12 months, that's great too. But it's coming up with what your game plan is going to be. Update the game plan you might have done. So that would be the look forward. And then the third piece is looking at all that, the look back, the look forward is figuring out what are the handful of action steps that you want to take and you can either be taking some of them during the summer others you might be setting up for hitting the ground running when you get back in the fall yeah and
0: you know you should always be moving your career forward maybe things are going to get really complicated for you in the fall you could still do the mid year review even if you're not having a plan of looking for a new job or getting a promotion or something like
1: that right absolutely your career is a big part of your life you know we we spend more than half of our waking hours working so, um, even though I'm talking about this mid year review, it's important to also figure out what element of self care needs to be woven into that as well.
0: And uh, yeah, I think that's really important because even though you maybe want to devote a certain amount of time preparing for whatever's going to happen in the fall, you don't want to devoid
1: yourself of fun. Absolutely not. In fact, life is really precious and fragile. We want to make sure we're setting ourselves up to enjoy every day. And fun is a big part of that.
0: Yeah. And once you do that mid-year review, what is the next step? Because obviously there are a few different ways you can go. What would your suggestion be?
1: There are five things I would advise we think about. And I think of them as key success factors for moving yourself forward. So the first one is what I think of as carving out coffee time. I call it coffee time because you want to give yourself time to think and reflect and percolate, thinking about how you set yourself up for career success and advancing your career or finding that dream job. It's part of a process. It is part of a journey. So you want to give yourself that time. And the percolation is to also get really in touch with what is inspiring to you you want to have fun, and you also want to have meaning. So if you can just tap into what inspires you, and what kind of aspirations do you have? So words create worlds. And those are the kinds of words that help lift your thinking up. Yeah,
0: definitely. And actually, it's funny, because I do use a percolator. For people out there who don't know what a percolator does, it draws the water up from the bottom, and then it pours it over the top. And it sort of drips back down. And I think that's really great, because when you find things that inspire you, it allows you to sort of free your mind to something else, and something that maybe was stuck will bubble up, Yes. like you said, in a percolation.
1: Yes. And then yes. what are
0: the other steps?
1: Yeah. So the second one is what I call build muscle. And so it's about identifying what kind of muscles do you need to build? So one kind of muscle is skill sets. So as you're looking ahead, what kind of skills do you want to build? What might be important at the next level that maybe wasn't quite such a focal point at your current level? And so it's about looking ahead at that kind of skill set. It's also about building muscle in terms of your strengths. So these days, we all talk about strengths-based approaches, and so that's where it's really important to get in touch with what your really unique strengths are, and then how can you be applying them more than 50% of the time is what I always aspire to. And the third kind of muscle you can be building is self-belief. I mean, that was a big one for me. For most of my career, the whole imposter syndrome, the self-doubt, all of that was really holding me back. Start to build that muscle of self-belief.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important. For myself, success is actually a form of confidence. Mm. And... I try and view that as something that's healthy because the more confident I am in something, I feel more successful at it. I feel like just that itself is success because yep, at yep. least I know I can do it. And sometimes there are those little obstacles in the way, but working to overcome those gives you that sort of boost to say, oh, actually I am good at this. We'll be right back with May Bush. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Beret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. And we're back with Mae Bush, executive coach, speaker, advisor, and author.
1: So the third piece is to do what I call lay down some track. Like train tracks. This is mainly about what kind of on ramps do you need to build in order to get to where you want to go. So, one of the main things that comes up is building relationships. As you and I both know, Andrew, you got to build relationships before you need them. So, you want to be building those relationships earlier on. And another way to lay track is coming back to the mental part of it, the mindset and the emotional strength and the self-belief, is really laying down some track about what kind of habits of mind do you want to develop. And habits of mind are just your default ways of thinking or talking to yourself and seeing if they serve you or they don't serve you. So it's noticing what the habits of mind you have are and then starting to shift those to the ones that you need to have to succeed and be inspired and have fun at the next level.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important, and especially the idea of laying down track before you need it because I think of it like a safety net when people, Mm. they need something to fall back on and you could either create that net before you need it and it'll be stronger, it'll be more thorough, it'll be more complex, or you can like throw it together as soon as you need it and you're probably gonna fall through because it's (laughs) not gonna be extensive and the more time you have
1: to build it and pay attention to it, the better it's going to serve you. Absolutely. And just in terms of the the building relationships before you need them, the summer would be a great time to just get back in touch with any mentors, even if you haven't spoken to them for years. Mm -hmm. I just had somebody who was a mentee from over a decade ago. Oh, wow. Haven't Heard from her. She hasn't heard from me. She just found me on LinkedIn, (laughs) the place to be. And so we're going to get together after not seeing each other for well over a decade.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: So don't worry about, oh, I haven't talked to my mentor or this person in a long time. They will be delighted to hear from you. And if they're not, then they're in the minority and just don't send out just one email to a mentor, send out five, send out 10.
0: And even if they don't get back to you right away, maybe they get back to you a month later, you know, and there's no pressure on it, like you said, because you're not asking for anything. You're just saying, hey, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. And then I think we're
1: on number four, right? Yeah. So number four is to hone your narrative. And when I say hone your narrative or prepare your narrative, it's coming up with a way to communicate your storyline to help people connect the dots because people aren't spending all day long thinking about may or andrew or joan or jeff they're thinking about their own stuff so the more that we can help people understand who we are the value we bring what we're interested in then make it into a gel cap that they can just pop in and go oh yeah, okay, I get that. I can either help you with this or I know somebody else who could help you better than me with this. So it's just getting in touch with what that narrative is. And in many ways, everything about being successful in your next career move hinges on conversations. They might be written at first, like a little email or a cover note or whatever, but then they invariably become real conversations between two people. Those are all scary Unless you have prepared the narrative, you've prepared the storyline, and you've practiced it out loud with your partner, your friends, somebody you trust.
0: Yeah. And also, when you have that narrative down, you're more confident in yourself because you know what you want. And it is counterintuitive in one respect where people, they want to be the answer to everything for everyone. Because, you know, if that's your selling point that you could do anything, well, then you're going to get a job, but that's actually not the case. If you're really good at something, you'll get a job, but if you're
1: a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none, your net worth actually goes down. Absolutely, and there are certain questions also that you can anticipate that you're going to get asked, and you can start to craft this narrative-based answer that's going to be interesting and intriguing to the listener as well and help you to stand out, and that highlights something that's unique about you and memorable.
0: And then I think
1: we have one more. Yeah, we have one more. And this one is about the action taking part because all of that percolating and muscle building, laying down track, it's ultimately about the actions you do or don't take that will propel you forward. So this is where whatever actions fell out of it, you know, maybe it's that honing your narrative, preparing that, practicing it with somebody. Maybe it is the part of laying down your track about which relationships, which mentors, former mentors you want to reach out to or new people. Whatever it is, step number five is about embedding it into your calendar or whatever system you use to make sure that it's not just thought of and then poof, you know, you get busy, you get sucked into whatever it is, whether it's a fun thing, yeah. Or a work thing so that you actually do it.
0: There is a concept I heard of called an ideal calendar. Basically, you create a calendar of your ideal week. Yes. And. You overlay that with your actual calendar. And you could say, oh, okay, but I really wanted to do this. And it's that sort of gentle reminder that says, okay, but I'm supposed to network during this time, or Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to sit down and work on my narrative, or do my mid year review for myself. And I think that's a really good way to sort of have that there every week so you can make the conscious decision at
1: least to do that. Exactly.
0: But yeah, no, I think those are all really great tips because people, they're sometimes hesitant to make a move over the summer because of everything that's going on. But you can really sort of prime yourself for something big in the fall. And especially now, obviously, the economy is a little shaky. It's not bad. People are still hiring. But hopefully things will turn a corner. And, you know, at least at that point, you're ready to make a
1: move. Absolutely. I know it's tempting to write off the summer. And the contrarian in me says, If everybody is thinking the summer is a write-off, then what if you were to do a little bit of outreach? You might just stand out by being one of the very few who ping somebody or have a coffee with somebody over that time.
0: I think all of those are really great. And thank you so much for joining us, May.
1: You are welcome, Andrew. It's been a delight. Always a pleasure. Thank you.
0: That was May Bush, executive coach, speaker, advisor, and author of Accelerate. As a reminder, you can find the link to the challenge May mentioned in this episode's show notes. Remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue this conversation. Also, if you like this episode, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps people like you find the show. And don't forget to click that follow, subscribe, or whatever other button you find to get our podcast delivered to you every Wednesday. Because we'll be continuing these conversations on the next episode, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow. Rafa Faria is our associate producer. Asaf Ghidran engineered our show. Joe Georgie mixed our show. Dave Pond is head of news production. Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer. Courtney Koop is head of original programming at LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.